Welcome to Broadcast with a capital BR. I'm your host, Gio, and I am joined by both of our co-hosts, Elmer Fudd and Dr. Shrimpley, and we thank you for clicking that play button. Elmer and Dr., how are you guys doing tonight? Elmer, why don't we start with you? How are you doing, buddy? Jeez, dude, I am so beyond good right now. Like, there's so much. We had the season launch. We've had multiple tournaments go down, a lot of gameplay, some changes. Again, we're all here. It's gonna be it's gonna be a heck of a show. <laughs> like How about that. you, Shrimpley? Like How you doing, buddy? Well, I mean, I gave y'all some great news earlier, so you know I'm excited for that. Plus, I now get to be with both of y'all at the same time in a completely mm-hmm. consensual, friendly manner. <laughs> it's always consensual. <laughs> the cleanliness of this podcast is just—I I feel like like Mr. Clean right now. It's it's freaking good. It's good. It I'm loving it. Oh man, it's gonna be great. <laughs> you beautiful right. listeners out there are not ready for this. I'm telling you, you're not oh, ready. Man. Well, broadcast is an Apex Legends podcast. It is your number one ultimate source for, of Apex Legends related content from news, deep dives, ALGS to community-related topics, and we hope that you will join us on our quest for knowledge and mastery as we explore Apex Legends together. With that said, we'd like to welcome any of our first-time listeners. If you'd like to become a part of the broadcast community, please visit our link tree at linktree forward slash br underscore broadcast, where you will find all of our links. Let's go ahead and get into the topics for this week. So the first thing, of course, we're going to be doing tonight is we're going to do announcements and quit topics. Then we're going to go into the question of the week. Then after that, we're going to go into the season 11 patch notes and the effects that it's had on the games. We are not going to cover the patch notes word for word. I'm sure you've already done. You've either already read it or you've already heard it from somewhere else, but we want to talk about how have we felt it? How have you really, really felt Watson this week? Deep, deep in your soul. Yeah. How is this shaking? Stunned. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to go into the best team comps for storm point. So what do we each three, all three of us think are the, our favorite team comps whenever it comes to winning a game in storm point, you'll hear that from each one of us. And then lastly, we're going to cover our favorite POIs on storm point as we have dropped in it a ton through tournaments, through casual play through ranked. I mean, we've been in this map. I mean, if, if, if this map was a woman, I've been all over her. Right. <laughs> well, keep it, keep it yeah, clean there, sir. Clean, hey, mind okay. you. Hey, Some of our kids listen to this show. Hey, that woman's my wife, buddy. It's it's holy. <laughs> it's holy. So your descriptive <laughs> words, not mine. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All you right. Well, let's cheese. go ahead. Let's go ahead and move into our show announcement. The quick topics. With that said. Um, the number one uh, announcement that we're going to have here is we are actually transitioning to a completely clean podcast, which is what's with up uh, with all the jokes that we've had in the beginning here. Um, not saying that we've been explicit. We're actually labeled as clean already because we've only said maybe like a couple dirty words here and there. Um, but- so <laughs> listen, it's who I am. It's the only thing I have. It's the only it's 90% thing. of my personality. Dude, I know yeah. it's so hard to turn that off, and yet somehow we do it. It's for you, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, so, you know, just like I said with the LGS episode, the reason I'm doing this is because my kid has been asking me to listen to uh, our podcast on the way to school um, when after I put it out. And so in order to do that, I, I must keep it clean. And uh, it also gets us uh, to be viewed in other co- or heard in other countries 
is what I've heard. There's some countries that don't allow explicit podcasts. And so uh, since we do cover LGS and we touch every country that way, um, it's important that we keep it clean, right? So yeah, we touch all the regions. <laughs> Dang it. I tried not to say that. The, the north, the south, the, oh, the one the that Geo messed up and called Asia. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> Africa. Whoops. Oh, man. Good times. Man. Uh, so we'd like to first, like, just straight up thank Dropping Spicy and Elmore Fudd, our own co-host, for their tournaments in the first week of season 11. Um, you know, we did, uh, Fudd, you know, the tournament we played in, we were team fake Facebook marketplaces with the Dropping Spicy one. Hell we got yeah. fifth out of 10 teams, man. That's I not bad. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Considering yeah. it was like, we're like two days into the season. Uh, I th- I'd maybe played an hour and a half of the map before we started. I think Bert had played about the same. I don't know how you had done. And we'd all played maybe once together. So it was like everything was against us, but we played strong, man. Yeah, I think we did very well. And shout out to you, Bert. Uh, We did this on the last ALGS podcast, but Bert, you're the only Patreon we have right now. And we cannot thank you enough for contributing to our Discord um, contributing through your Twitch. And then also, you know, he, he subscribes to our $5 tier, which gets him access to the notes. And that is huge. He's helped us and he's even given us a topic for next week that we're going to be covering. So you will find out about that later, but, uh, he, he's contributed quite a bit. So we thank you for that. And also his 3d printing skills is out of this world. So if you haven't checked him out, make sure to go do that. Oh, it's dude. I've got my, uh, printing me out this 3d Elmer Fudd games logo. I've got the oh, Bernie man. Sanders sitting in the chair in his coat meme completely printed <laughs> out. Oh, it's glorious. Nice. Nice. Good. That's good. I like it. I need to hit him up. I want to get one of those uh, wing dings. He's got, he's got that wing man. Oh, the yeah. Wing yeah. yeah. I, I want that so bad. He will not tell me a what? price. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Take my money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> and then we played in the Elmer Fudd tournament. I did at least um, with, Three of our Discord members, uh, Mushy Feather and Idiot Tex, we were Team De- Dead Sheep Mush, and we got seventh out of 18 teams, That's which awesome. wasn't bad. No. We won. I think we were the first team to win a game, I think and then we right. won two more after that. The second one we won was back-to-back, and then the uh, last one we won was near the end. Whenever I told them, I said, look, the one thing I need to do in every Elmer Fudd tournament is steal the spotlight at the end and be the last team they're watching. So that because <laughs> I've done get it that twice. Shirt ripped. Oh yeah, Which I, I want to say you nope. are struggling with that shirt, man. Oh man, it was well, it was one of those uh, I forget what is it Gideon shirts that are just super thick, and so I had to get the teeth and I had to nibble it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> watching you like you're like tearing you like seeing the the fear in your eyes like i don't know if i could do this and you start looking yeah. at it with your teeth and it finally goes like, ah. Ah. so more animalistic yeah oh yeah i loved it yeah great time there and it's and it's helped with uh this podcast today where we're going to be talking about all things season 11 so you know it's been huge for me to be able to play in both those tournaments um, the first tournament I played in, I, we we played for placement and rotation. The second tournament I played in, I played aggressive and we played for kills um, using Ash. So we'll talk more about that when we get down to the section about Ash. But uh, yeah, very cool, cool thing there. Um, another announcement, if you don't catch, if you haven't catched our LGS coverage on our LGS podcast, make sure you are doing those. Those are occurring weekly. 
And with that, I have a huge announcement. So what? we have, yes, huge that you guys didn't even know about until oh everybody else knew goodness. about it. Yeah, you held it from I us. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear this, sir. So Kate Yeager, who is a producer, a writer, and a host, is that one of the hosts, the actual, like, I think main host for the ALGS. We have picked her up and she has agreed to come and be interviewed on broadcast so no super way. excited yes yes dude she is pick up did we kidnap her you I are mean, kidding me right now she, she's she's she i don't know I, I mean her hair have you seen her hair i'd kidnap that like her hair is so clean clean <laughs> it is clean i mean clean. Like, no she has like the coolest hair she has shaved sides with like the long flow on the top i can't pull that off for anything but she can it's amazing Okay, you saved it. At first, that was possibly the creepiest thing I've ever heard you say. What? I mean, oh, dude. You guys okay, see so her hair? I'd kidnap just that. Have you seen her hair? <laughs> yeah, have you seen her hair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, lo- it looks really cool. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, she really it. does. She really does have cool hair. Um, oh, absolutely. But more importantly, like her... Her portfolio and resume is amazing. So if you uh, if you will, go check out her website. I think it's just kateyeager.com or something like that. If you don't uh, know the official URL, make sure to go in our Discord. We've linked it there. We've also linked it on our Twitter. Um, so we have got to come up with some questions to ask her. So we are in the making of those questions now. But of course, we want questions from you, the community. So make sure you go on to our Discord and then we have a spot there for you can ask, you can put the questions into a channel. Um, so we would love to hear from you and what you would like to ask her because it is super huge. She gets uh, like more apex in her life than we do. Eight hour streams oh, yeah. every other day. Like it's ridiculous. So. At a time. Insane It'll be talent. really cool. I'm, Dude, I'm excited. I, like, that. I don't know if yeah. y'all have ever seen uh, hot ones on YouTube, but I'm going to pull out my inner Sean Evans, dude. I'm just going to deep dive into her <laughs> life and ask her some stuff. She's like, how did you know? <laughs> I'm like, I, in I the know. third grade, you picked on Peggy. <laughs> dude, yeah. Dude, you don't know how has that story? affected your life? Oh, so God. a funny story is I, so I met my roommate in college. Of course, I didn't know him at all. Right. And, uh, we're hanging out one day and his, he started dating this girl, like our first week of college. And so he comes up to me and he's like, Hey Garrett, do you know this girl? I forget her name. And I was like, no, she sounds familiar. And he's, she's like, well, she still don't like you because you told her that she, sh- she shouldn't have picked her scabs on the bus in elementary school. <laughs> and I'm like, at the bully. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know that? And she was like, he was like, dude, she's my girlfriend's best friend. I'm like, what? And so apparently she had moved up towards where I was going to college and like, like after that and was scarred for the rest of her life because I would make fun of her for picking her scabs on the school bus. So you never know what kind of stuff you can figure out in somebody else's life. Right. Oh yeah. Um, Speaking of life, Elmer Fudd, why don't you go ahead and tell us about that extra life? Yeah. So extra life is this amazing charity organization uh, that works hand in hand with so many different children's hospitals around the country. Um, All sorts of different, you know, different organizations that work with kids mostly. And so this last weekend, they had their big push is Extra Life Day. But the whole, it goes through December 31st is is the whole campaign, right? Is to raise as much money as they can to help all these hospitals out, all the kids, especially now, so much stuff going on, right? And so my tournament we did for Extra Life, and we're continuing that through 
the whole way um, to uh, December 31st. I will, for anyone in the chat here, on Twitch at least, I'll throw that link, and I'm sure we'll have it in the description down below. Um, but so the, this link here is for specifically to contribute my local uh, children's hospital here, which has helped my family a lot numerous times for different degrees of awfulness that has scarred us for life that I won't get into horribly right now. But, um, mm. but yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, anything you all can do to help, like that's a thing we are going on. And I mean, to bring this back up from that low right there, a uh, hurdle over here from the apex arenas has thrown down a gauntlet here against the BR folks, right? He thinks this guy in his arenas <laughs> who doesn't have the fortitude and stamina to survive an entire Le apex legends battle Royale match oh, sit there and slide through arenas thinks that the <laughs> arena people can raise more money here for this charity. And I don't think so. I think this mm. us BR folks got this. So let's prove him wrong. If yeah, you contribute time, to this, put it in your notes that you are team BR as his folks are putting in team uh, arenas, I think is what they're doing. We got to win this. I don't, I don't know who Yeah, who even anyway. knows those guys? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know that I think the last time I heard it, they had contributed, I think, $75. Yeah. So come on. All we need is a, a one dono of $100, and we're there. We're there, right? We're, I know we're one of you out there is ready. Putting in the numbers. Yeah, uh, I'm so, the numbers right now. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely get in on that. Um, it's important, you know, for me um, personally, you know, I was in the Ronald McDonald house as a kid. My twin yep. brother was in there as well. Um, eventually, hopefully I plan to do something with that. Um, but, you know, those people literally saved my life. So, um, you, you know, you got kind of the same thing going on here. And so it means a lot um, that, you know, we have a co-host that does this kind of stuff. Um, I'm not one, I don't, I'm not really good at it. So I'm thankful to have you Elmer Fudd in your tournaments and all that you do there. So thank you a bunch for, Thanks, for doing man. that. And if any way I can help, uh, any way Dr. Shrimpley can help, I think we're both here to support you. Uh, so definitely donate some money on the behalf of broadcast. We truly appreciate you. And if you do make sure you DM me on discord at geo number four, five, seven, four, and I will shout you out on the next cast. So go all ahead right. and let me know. Hell yeah. Look, even if you don't do it for us or for yourself, just remember, do it for the kids. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. This may be a competition, but at the end of the day, it's the kids who win. And that's all that matters. Exactly. It's who can help the kids win the most is what we're doing. Exactly. And like we said, we'll have that in the description below the podcast so that you can do that. Uh, make sure you put broadcast in the notes when you submit that. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to our number six announcement I know we have a lot of announcements here, but I didn't want to include these next two ones as um, actual topics because they could be topics in themselves. But I wanted to go ahead and update you on chapter one of the Ash lore comic that is currently in the game. So the this one is actually called The Two Halves. So at the top of the actual page in the actual game, it says... Trouble in paradise. Ash has regained old memories that draw her to an important piece of her past. Horizon finds a clue to her son's fate, but doesn't like where it leads. Both want something out of reach. What will they do to get it? Right. Um, and so you click on this uh, little bitty thing that, that takes you into the comic and you have Ash standing there in the background, looking at the arena screens because we know that she announces them. So as is sitting there watching the arena screens and horizon and Ash begin this conversation that is just intense and it's just 
dark and deep and you're just like, what's about to happen? Like are these two people about to like kill each other. I mean, probably they're about to drop in a hot game of BR instead of a hot game of arenas trash, but you never know. Right. Um, <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> so horizon and Ash talk and horizon gets mad because Ash took her life from her. She took her son Newt from her. What a jerk. Then we find out that the codes the horizon used, um, I think basically to reawaken Ash, um, had a significant amount of data in them. So that was huge for Ash. Um, Ash, the Simulacrum, not Ashley Reed, the doctor, right? The Simulacrum is using this data to kind of figure out stuff to do with Dr. Reed and all this other stuff. So Ash tells Horizon that Dr. Ashley Reed had spoken to her briefly, right? Spoken to Horizon briefly, and that she is a weakling that allowed herself to be destroyed. Her missteps led to her demise, and she says that Dr. Reed will decay into nothing. So the other half of this character that we've come to love or hate will decay into nothing. Ash confirms that there was a part of Dr. Reed who cared for Horizon and Newt, right? And so Ash is trying to destroy that part of who she is. Ash basically tells Horizon that Newt was just an obstacle among many. Ouch, buddy. <laughs> As most children are. Yeah. <laughs> but not we're, an we're extra life, kids. right? Not an extra <laughs> we're, life. Yeah, we're not extra life. No, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Uh, we the obstacle saved Newt. Is, is arenas. The obstacle is arenas, folks. Yeah. So Horizon knows that Ash uh, knows what happened to her boy, right? So Ash knows what happens to Newt. But then Ash is like, who are you to command me? to tell you what happened to your son. You're, you're nobody. Right. And that, you know, we can just hear Ash's voice come through when I say that. Right. And it ends with horizon calling Ash a monster, which of course we know she is and makes a statement about Lillian, who is a friend um, from her and Dr. Ashley Reed's past, because whenever horizon woke up the simulacrum Ash, she thought it was going to be Lillian. But instead, it was, of course, Dr. Reed, the girl who had betrayed her. And they basically said, uh, Ash basically said to Horizon that Lillian would have been impressed with her ingenuity right now. And then that's basically how it ends, right? And so we have the next chapter, I think, coming up within the next, I think it's seven to 10 days. And yeah. so we will definitely cover that on the next week. Sorry, my voice went out there. Uh, we'll cover that on the next week, I think, or our next two weeks from now, we'll cover yeah. that. So. Uh, you know, basically, you know, we got some intense conversation going on here with Ash and Horizon. Um, do, are you guys excited about what that could look like in game whenever you hear them two talk to each other in game? I, I think. It would oh, my be God. Cool yeah. Commentary. If you there's there's already a lot of video, especially like TikToks of people like voice finding lines. out the uh, yeah, the combos of voice lines with each other. And it's so hilarious. Like if they're running from the zone, you know, and they'll be like, uh, what? uh yeah, Horizon will be like. Sorry, I've only I'm trying to remember. The it's such a good quote because God dang the yeah, those are fun and too. Ash ones are ridiculous. No, but yeah, Horizon <laughs> will be like. Definitely not friendly. Um, this the storm is moving in. We should get to safety for those of us that still have a heart. You know, just like randomly oh, we'll no. throw quips like that in there if you have Ash in the fire team. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, no, that's go ahead, uh, Shrek. Get on the the. What is this? Destiny. You don't shut your mouth. Uh, <laughs> oh no so um, no, so pathfinder Path yeah hit me with those shrimply those have been hilarious okay so a lot of them are basically so i don't know if you know this but apparently mirage is pathfinder's best boyfriend just want to make that very clear the pathfinder goes both ways as far as i can tell and i'm all here for it 
Hell yeah. Especially as Whatever. I'm a part of that marginalized community. And so I'm all here for it. Hell yeah. Um, and I'm going to know that. It's not like something I run around and yell at people. But on top of that, he'll mention stuff to Ash and be like, oh, I'm sorry, something or other. Like if you say like one of the voices is like, oh, I'm sorry, best girlfriend, but best boyfriend Mirage doesn't like you. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> like, and they'll just be firing off. And I'm just like playing oh, Ash. No. Like, can we, can we not have any more Pathfinders in my game? This is getting really awkward really fast. Yeah. And then I like, feel, I feel dirty. <laughs> I pinged something and like Pathfinder rolls up and says, thank you. And it's like, oh, thank you, best girlfriend. And it says something else. And I was like, stop. <laughs> Let me play oh, the no. game. <laughs> I literally couldn't breathe for like 20 minutes. Dude. I was like, I need him to leave and die already so I don't have to hear these anymore. <laughs> so but we are excited with that. I'm yeah, super excited. I am excited for this next comic because I, I clicked into it for a second and it scared me because it was voice acted. I didn't expect that. Hmm. And I was like, yeah. oh, ah, oh, God, it's happening. Stuff's happening. So it was like, yeah, it's super cool how it's all right there in game. It's way better done than Pathfinder's comic. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm excited to see this next part in a couple of days. Yeah, so we will definitely cover that in two weeks from now. And if there's more than just another part out, we'll cover that as well. So we'll see what happens there. The next thing was the Apex X market has been brought into the game. So if you remember in the past, this was one of those ones that was going to be brought in. But due to the, um, I think it was Asian like hate kind of stuff going around at the time. Yep. They were worried that the um, Chinatown look on it or something like that was... Um, you know, was not good, right? So they took a step back, which was very smart. That's how games should be, is if you think that you could hurt feelings or you're doing something that could be wrong, you take a step back, you relook at it, and that's what, exactly what they did. So this time they brought it back with no mention of Chinatown or anything like that. Um, so you have what's called the market crossover event, which was, was supposed to, of course, like I said, drop last year. And then you have a bunch of bundles. So we have a Wraith bundle, which is really cool looking. We have a Bloodhound bundle. We have a Lifeline bundle, a Mirage. And then you can buy the Market bundle, which includes all of those except for the new Gibby Bumble, which, uh, bundle, not Bumble, bundle, Bumble, um, which is pretty dope. So um, the only thing about these bundles is the Gibby bundle is the only one and I think it's worth 2500 Apex coins so it's the only one that you can get for $30 right yeah the rest um, of these are 40 right yeah the rest of these you have to at least spend $40 and then if you want to get the market bundle I believe you'd have to spend like 60 to 50 to $60 to get that and so you know, there's this big thing going on that, you know, all they want is money, but you know, they have to, they have to make money some way. Um, these skins are actually very good. I, oh, was, yeah. I think, um, and what, which one do you guys think is your favorite there? Honestly, Elmer? for me, it's going to be the, the bloodhound, like hunting with a lasso and the, the <laughs> hat. I almost dropped an F-bomb there because I couldn't help it. Um, and the hat is just in the color combo. I love that skin. I have to see, I need to look at the rest of the bundle, but um, I, cause I'm sure it comes with an emote and everything, but yeah, I love mm-hmm. that one. I don't think that, that one really does. Cool. I think the only two that come with emotes are the Mirage bundle and the Wraith bundle from what I can well, tell. I'm seeing the lifeline has one too. Oh, yep. And the lifeline. I missed yeah. that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they all, all of them, except for the Gibby one, the Gibby one only comes with a skin for the R99, which I don't have a picture for in our notes, but it comes with an R99 and he has DJ GB on his shoulders, which is pretty dope looking. Oh, it's Apparently, huge. 
Oh yeah, apparently that's the one that everybody wants. Um, so it, that's that the, kind of the reason they one of it, but it's not technically an actual like part of it. It's just one related to it. So yeah. you think that? So your favorite is the Gibby one? Is that your favorite? Well, my favorite is the Mirage one as a former Mirage main. Mm, that mm-hmm. one is but really the sweet. The Gibby is an extremely close second for me, tied yeah. with with the Bloodhound one. I'm actually the Wraith. The Wraith is my favorite because I like the hood. I, I like any character that's like Assassin Creed kind of like. Oh, and yeah. I feel like this fits race. You know, race identity is for me. Wraith has always been one of those characters that's like I don't really. I'm like an introvert. I don't want to be seen, and so this outfit here kind of it kind of looks like that for me. It kind of looks like she's trying to conceal who she is, um, but at the same time, she's showing a little bit of her personality. Which I think yeah, is pretty she's cool got that to see out of wrestling race. belt on with the gloves on the side, which is awesome. Yeah, so really, really cool. And then of course, I think you know when we haven't mentioned the Lifeline skin. Um, I know I was listening to a guy on YouTube, um, and he was saying that the Lifeline skin is the only one that even could be comparable to something like Chinatown because the guy used to live in New York, and so oh, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. if they're looking at that kind of uh, look. He said the only one that could be compared to that is the lifelines game with the little visor. He said he had saw kind of things like that mm-hmm. when he would eat in Chinatown. So, you know, some pretty cool stuff here. Pretty cool skins. I would say um, I would agree with third party podcasts who said this on their last one, that this is probably the best looking set of skins they brought out at once. Yeah, I, I could agree with that. I will agree with it. Yeah. Usually it's like one or two skins in a set. You're like, that's awesome. And this one, it is hard to choose a favorite because they all are incredible. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're I they're agree. all solid. They did they did mm. an amazing job, and I'm I'm actually really happy that they went back to the drawing board because I think it gave them more time to look at it, and be like, you know what, let's do this a little differently and this a little differently, and and we got these amazing skins. And I do want to put this in perspective for everybody that's listening. Apex has mentioned that they are to be here for the long run, right? This is a mm-hmm. game that's going to be here for. 10, 12, 15 years is what the hope is. So spending $40 now in year three, and then let's say you go all the way, you make it for some reason all the way to year 10, or for some reason, let's say in year five, you take a break, you don't come back to year nine, and then you log in and then you see one of these skins that you bought five years ago, six years ago, the nostalgia that you're going to get is worth the $40 to me. Oh, or or just playing and hearing people be like, Wait, you have that skin? That's from six years ago. That's so rare. You must be amazing. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yep, <laughs> definitely didn't just come back from a break for five years. This is going to be bad. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and, and these skins look great. They look, uh, you know, they look uh, very colorful. I think that uh, what I, I would really like to see them on Olympus. I think they kind of fit Olympus's oh, color absolutely. scheme pretty well. So, uh, so cool thing there. So we are through all of our announcements. So Elmer, why don't you go ahead and take us into the question of the week? And what did our community say about it? The question of the week, my friends, we know that most maps in apex legends have seen some type of destruction, some more than others, some way more than others. (laughs) Yes. What areas do you, what areas do you want to see respawn destroying on storm point and how will it happen? I'm going to answer this Mm. real quick for myself. Yeah. So for me personally, two of the things I, I think like command center getting like, I don't know, dented in some sort where there's like other little secondary paths you can slide through, through the top, you know, would be super cool. Um, other than that, like the wall is very boring to me. 
I don't go there oh, very man. often, and it's so weird. So I'd love it's to so see something happen though. there. Elite man, but we so won. Good, we, we did won no, so we many did. good fights there, but bro. Aesthetically, compared to the rest of the map, it is very boring. <laughs> it's a wall. What do you want from a wall? <laughs> I've seen some great walls in my day, sir. <laughs> so there's the only one, and it's the China one. Okay, the Great Wall of China is the only Great Hell's Wall. Hell's Deep? Huh? <laughs> the, the Wall oh, of the no. North? Huh? Yes, yes. Okay, Please. look, I'll agree oh, to Helm's Deep, hey. but I didn't watch the show for the other one, so. Well, hey, House of Dragons book. coming out soon. You need to I pick it up the there, buddy. Boring. <laughs> I think it's is it House of Dragons. Is that the new Game of Thrones series coming out soon? The ha- so, or yeah. the, it's like so many years before the last one. So he won't finish it, the book. It doesn't matter. Game of Thrones ended horribly and too fast. And I mean, it was good. It was aesthetically pleasing, you know, but it ended really, really fast. But uh, Shrimply, how would you like to see Stormpoint destroyed? Look, man, I feel like if they're going to do anything, unfortunately, I do kind of agree, though, with the wall perspective just because well the thing is is because it's called the wall and it'd be great to watch that like a part of it just get blown to bits because it's called the wall and then that's what walls do they blow uh, up what i would want though is (laughs) (laughs) one thing i think it'd be cool on top of his command center idea which i didn't think of before and now i'm kind of jealous that i didn't what would be a great tie-in is if something happened at lightning rod like maybe too much energy goes through it and shoots it through command center and just blows some stuff up and makes new holes for them to go through. That would be cool. You can get two in one stone and man, go. command center's already got too many dadgum holes to go through. I'm telling you what, command center is like a tunnel of like yeah, intricate tunnel of little really tunnels and it's crazy. Uh, I think for me, uh, I would like to see kind of what you're talking about with lightning rod. I would honestly like to see them come into this map some way and completely affect the elevation that we have learned so far. Right. So, so far we know there's high ground, low ground, low ground and high ground, but I would like to see them kind of level that high ground a little bit, make it more hilly throughout with a storm or something blowing up or I don't really know. Like a a peak in the middle and it goes down on the other side or just like flat across the whole thing. Uh, I'm more of like a peak, but more of like, okay. I don't know, just different. I don't, it just feels like I'm going uphill or down here all the time. And so um, the only other place I'd want to blow up is the mill just because you guys blew up one of my favorite what? POIs. Hey, <laughs> Whoa. Don't no. hey. you back hey. off the mill boy. Hey, I, I was nice about the wall. Uh, you, you all have read my favorite POI list. You know, the wall is there. So you know what? I had to attack the mill in some sort of fashion. How it is one of the best you. places to fight. It's two big circles, man. What's Dude, better than you that? Know how many games I've Dude, won at the mill? It's so good. It is. It is really good. And but you know the how many games? You know, you know how many fights we've won at the wall? I, I can count like four right off the bat. Whenever me, you, and Bert drop there, I can count it. So, you know, if anything, you've won more at the, at the wall than the mill. Yeah, they it, it it landed zone like zone landed there, and I was like, oh, this is not good. I've already had a billion <laughs> fights here, and it gets final round. And homie's like, I'm going to jump on the roof. I'm like, you're getting shot in the forehead with a Kraber. (laughs) And then his teammate's like, I'll heal him. I was like, I don't know why you're doing that. Another shot to the forehead. And then I whipped every other shot after that. It was great. (laughs) But our community just said, simply eliminate it all. Burn it all to the ground. It's spider country. That's what T said. And Mushy and LaShawn (laughs) from the Discord agreed. And then Crazy came in and he said, on the other hand, I want Prowlers. And I want them on the gravity um, launchers. Yes. 
Man can. He, he wants us to open the gate and let them loose, and then he wants to find ways to kite them into every team. The clips Dude, that have come out from people kiting these things into the grav lifts oh, into no. like an end circle have been amazing. I mean, I've seen videos of like five prowlers coming out of a lift, landing in the final circle, and just every all heck breaks loose. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. man. So. Uh, definitely. We will talk about the PVE content here in a second. Um, but yeah, so cool answers from the community there. Sorry, T sorry about your spiders, but we use them for crowd control when we're getting pushed or third partied. So we need them. And honestly, it feels a little bit better than the prowlers who attack you at, at all times. The spiders oh are more God. like you can tell them what the prowlers do, can right? suck. Prowlers it. I hate terrifying. the prowlers. So I, I love will. what they add to it, but they're like ugh. drunk me. Ooh, yeah, just get away we'll cover that here in just a moment so with that what, let's go ahead and me? go into our <laughs> let's go ahead and go into our first topic called season 11 patch notes and the effects that they've had right so of course if you want to see the patch notes you just go to ea.com and you can find your way to the escape patch notes and so what we're going to go down do here is we're going to go down through the notes. I've, I've took uh, notes on certain uh, areas of the, of the patch notes. Um, of course, we're not going to talk about any of that arenas crap that everybody like Hurdle cares about because Boring. what even is arenas? Yeah. Who even knows about it's that? What I used to warm mode. up to prepare myself for the actual game. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best aim simulator. <laughs> it's oh aim. my gosh. Hurdle's going to kill us. Bro. I know. That's why I'm doing yeah, He'd this. have to find us in BR first. He won't last no. long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make it the final circle, Hurdle, and we know you won't do it. Oh, man. Well, of course, we saw the introduction of Ash, right? Ash is a simulacrum, whatever that word Simulacrum's is. Again, we've kind of already talked about some lore with her. Um, but actually, I want to know what is so appealing to Ash. Elmer, you've been playing a lot of Ash. A I lot. Have been. I have um, been. You know, and, and real quick, just to cover her um, her things again, I think she has Marked for Death, which allows her to show location of recent death boxes and get a mark on so surviving good. attackers. She has arc snare, which she can throw a very, very slow um, kind of arc star that then tethers to an opponent so um, and kind of stops them in their tracks. And then she has phase breach, which allows you to tear a one-way portal that uh, only lasts for a du small duration of time, but gets you from point A to point B as quickly as possible. And I think that so it can be shot out as far as, as 63 meters is the highest it's between 55 and 65 meters I think it's there 65 because um race is 75 of their portal yeah yeah right. so it 10 could meters, be somewhere 10, 10 me meters makes a difference guy <laughs> 10 measurements yeah everybody <laughs> how many yards in a yard i don't know yeah. okay. <laughs> how many football fields is that ash yeah. uh, <laughs> so uh why don't you go ahead and tell us what is so uh, appealing about ash to you why do you choose to play ash other than octane or other than wraith right yeah so the really appealing thing with ash is the ability to instantly be there like octane you have the stem <laughs> to get there quicker you have the jump pad to bounce around right which is still i think king launch pad i think is still the best in the game but uh let's start from the bottom up right so her passive <laughs> is so good you land in you know where any fight is happening around the map 
I, when I first read this before the season launched, I thought it was like within an area. I didn't realize it was the entire map. You could just tell where people were dying anyway. Yeah. So the ability to just call exactly where everyone's dying, you know, and every game I land in, it's, you know, we're two minutes in. And I'm like, yep, bunch of people are dead at antenna. Yep. Bunch of people <laughs> are dead at checkpoint, you know, but the ability to just know exactly where a fight's going and just full on rush it. Right. And then you get to the death box, you throw your dagger in it and it pings the enemies. It's so good. That saved me so many times um, running up to a box to loot going. I wonder if anyone's still here. You ping it and it ten- turns out they're hiding behind mm-hmm. a rock eight feet away. You're like, oh, sh- bad word. <laughs> and you throw grenades <laughs> and you survive. You know, it's so good. And then the uh, the arc over. strike. We had that in the tournament where we had someone trying to run away from us. And I threw that at their feet and they jumped and just turned around as you and Bert had shotguns. And they went, well. This is my fate now. (laughs) Yeah, dude, the ability to just catch people unawares left and right. Um, I've wound up in so many Ash versus Ash fights where we're both in each other's tether, just jumping around, just (laughs) just shooting guns like crazy, point blank in front of each other. It's so much fun. But the main thing, folks, is that ultimate, the phase breach, Mm -hmm. right? The ability to fly to a roof immediately to attack someone to fly over familiar to get away from someone to fly somewhere else to attack another ash or what happens to us the most playing apex legends you break someone they go inside they shut the door and they're popping a bat right mm-hmm. sure you could throw a grenade at the door sure you could kick it twice and then they have their gun ready or you can jump off the stairwell phase breach through the window and you're standing directly behind them and you melt them oh man and, and, like what i did with spry fox yesterday was we went into an area that had one of those automatic doors that the big giant doors, I opened it. He, he, one of the, I think our teammate used the Ash alt to get inside. Then I closed the door. And of course, because you know, it kind of just already is already is there. I was able to close the door and they came through, weren't, didn't take damage as they came in because the door was shut and I was controlling door. Cause I was already there Man, it was super duper sick. Oh Yeah. I had a game just the other day, actually. It was end circle. There was a team with with Watson and Caustic. I can't remember who their third was holding ability, holding a building. And it was my squad with me as Ash and another squad that had an Ash. And the, like as the zone closed, the very ending was both of our teams portaling through the exact same moment. And suddenly there was just nine people in this one little room. And it was just every, grenades going off, the Caustic gas everywhere. And I think it was just kind of one person sat in a corner and healed their way through it. And that's who won the game. But the the ability to just get past some of these defensive characters, but not overpoweredly. I think the main thing with Ash is her kit is super good for being aggressive, but I don't think it's OP. No, We've had a yeah, lot I think of she came launch that are way powerful. And I think mm-hmm. she fits right in the middle. I think she's a great addition. See, we have way different ways that we play Ash. They are two different ways. Both aggressive, but the way you implement her stuff, you usually use it to engage in a fight or finish. And a lot of times I'll save mine, but with the team I run with, we have a completely different comp than how like the three of us ran the other day. I want to hear it. Oh, I think I'm going to save it for the comp portion of Storm Point because it's what we've used to actually capture, I think, four or five wins already in ranked. Hey, that, hey let's do that then. Um, I can't wait to hear it. Oh, yeah. The strengths and weaknesses of her kit. Now, Marked for Death, I've heard that a lot of people think it's overpowered. And a, a lot of people say that that we should be able to either either A, see where the death boxes are occurring and not see where enemies are, or B, 
come be able to come up to a death box and note enemies, right? Um, I've heard both ways. Now, the reason why I think that it works fine the way it is, yeah, um, in these in these le- these upper level lobbies, you're going to have a lot more people surviving as a team dies, right? It's that's 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 noticeable. But in our lobbies, in gold, plat, casual, that's not the case. And a lot of times, whenever an ash marks a box, the team that that killed them is already the team that you third party to get the get oh, the yeah, win get anyway. The oh yeah. So it does. So the passive in that really doesn't help, other than the fact that you watch them down a teammate. Uh, down an enemy and so that's the reason you push the fight you saw that pop up um so i don't think this is too op i think that if if respawn does end up nerfing her it will only be due to the whines and cries from people at the higher level healers i think i think the biggest thing that that um keeps it in balance really keeps it checked is the fact that if like if a if a bloodhound scan goes out not only do you see it, but it actually says scanned on your screen. It'll inform you. You've been, your location has been shown by Ash. So you're aware that whatever fight you were just at, there's people at those boxes. So you can prepare yourself. Um, and then if you do get marked, it's not like a bloodhound or, or a crypto. It's just the live ping you do on the map anyway, that lasts for a couple seconds. So it's really not a, t- it's, it's good if you're being very aggressive, but it's not like, like here's the enemy point and click you in, you know, I think what I would like to see is, you know, just like it marks the map where you've marked, um, where the net, where the person is, I would like to see whenever I see that it's revealed that Ash has marked me that then I can see her location on my map for a brief second. So that way I can prepare on which way they're going to push from. I think that might be a good way to maybe balance it out a little bit. Um, or make it, it temporary too because like if you think about it the thing i think they actually should get rid of is the fact that she can do it on any death box ever and i think a way to help balance and also kind of bring it up is to give it a timer just like how with bloodhound can see it but instead of seeing a time if you go up to it and you're not allowed to scan it it could just be like time expired or something but if you're yeah. able to scan it it gives the team that you've scanned now they go oh hey within the last 20 30 seconds or whatever a team rolled up on the guys we just fought now they know they know where we are and we know how much time we should have to defend ourselves and that gives them a moment to go okay they have these options to come directly at us and then they have these options to come more of a flank and i think that mm-hmm. would both buff and nerf her at the same time and also eliminate the eight million times you go to do it and there's no one because they're already dead oh yeah mm. i actually i actually really like that idea because the, the ability to see it on the map disappears after a while. So I'd be exactly. totally down if those two timers are hand in hand. That would totally make sense. Yeah. Yeah, that'd, that'd be really, that'd be really great. good. Um, and then with her arc snare, I Speed think it's it up. a bit I think it's a bit slow. Yeah. I think it's a bit slow. Um I don't well, think it should be like balanced, I think. Yeah, I mean it keeps it balanced. I just I think it's a bit slow. I would almost rather see it sped up a little bit and then the amount of time being tethered uh, be reduced a little bit. I want reduction um, in damage. I don't know. And I don't know. Speed. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I, that's the only thing I have with that. And then the phase breach, man, I just think it's, it's perfect the way it is. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't see any reason. Cause to that's the biggest thing with her kit compared to Wraith. Cause this is the comparison everyone wants to make, right? It is between the two Wraith. She can get in and she can get back out. If stuff goes sideways, Ash, mm-hmm. once you're there, that's it. You can't take your portal back out. You don't have a tactical that phases you out to run away. You're there. That's it. Yeah. 
And same thing with Octane, right? You're there. Yeah, you're there. And also with the Octane nerf, a lot of people don't maybe haven't realized yet, but the the sound now that you make when an Octane jumps towards a team is so loud oh. compared to like an Ash Wraith. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, you know, if anybody, I would almost say that, that Ash would replace Octane more than Wraith. Um, of course, we kind of talk about Wraith because the portal aspect of it, but I think those two characters are almost completely different as far as mm-hmm. kits. So yeah, they offer different things to the same. game. Octane do the same. Octane offers something different to the game. Um, so, yeah. So that's about Ash, right? So, you know, we covered her, her kit. We've covered kind of what appealed us to her. Um, you know, her attitude is also appealing for people like me who play Revenant. Um, and I think that we'll we'll know more about how appealing Ash can really be as we continue to get through those lore comics, right? Um, so the next thing, of course, in the patch was a storm point itself, right? So first impressions on your first drop, Dr. Shrimpley, what was your first impressions? So I, I felt like it's still slightly overshadowed by the fact that it's not the first colored map we got, which sounded weird, whatever, I already said it, but uh, <laughs> it's the first one to bring a lot of color, but we already got that with... Um, Gosh darn it. Now I can't. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> I, I can't hear you, but I can feel it. Yes, Olympus. I swapped right, tabs and I just forgot what I was trying to say. Because I can see <laughs> Elmer and his disappointing looks looking down with my dad every time he wakes up and remembers I'm his son. <laughs> That's what I was trying to channel. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I love it. I mean, I do admit that I think there needs to be more than just the up or down, or at least more of it, perhaps, or. I'm also all for more tunnels, which I know a lot of people aren't super into or like more things built into the like cave systems and stuff. But but I love it. It's it's fun to drop. I know they didn't they said they were going to eliminate third parties and I think the the crazy long range ones they did, but to the skilled players who are paying attention, that's not they didn't get rid of it. They already know what they're doing. They're going to third party you whether you like it or not. And yeah, that's, that's just, just part of how good they are. Like they're just that yeah. good. And to me, it feels a mm-hmm. lot better. And that way, when I get third party, I'm just like, Oh, you many, many mean words. You dirty, many, many mean words. Good play. <laughs> Next game. <laughs> what, what about you, Elmer? Did you, uh, what was your first impressions when you dropped in the map? And what did you think about it? Intimidation right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. The first I dropped in, I was like, insert expletive here. This is, this is insane. Like it's huge. The POIs are massive. Uh, The canyon walls everywhere. The and also gorgeous. I mean, we had many times where we come through through a tunnel and come out the other side and just stop. I think we were chasing a team at one point. We still had to stop in our tracks. Just go, oh my god, and just look around. Gorgeous. I remember that. Yeah, we'd walked out with all those vines on top of you, and I was like, I was like, we have to look. What's happening right now? Great. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if you could tell it for me, Fud, but I had watched so much gameplay of this map before I played it with you guys that I almost knew rotations already. Whenever oh, yeah, we yeah. Pl- you did your like, research. And I, I was, was like, like, I just want experience. Ooh, yay. Yeah, we come running in. We're ready to go. Jay's like, all right, guys, we need to land here. Here's our rotations and everything. And me and Elmer, that's, that's exactly so how it that's went. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. We're just, oh, we're gonna get the kills, man. Ooh, Where's the kills? Where's the kills, man? Seen the polygon count in this bush? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to push a fight. Oh, right, like, right, right. 
Yeah, Gio, I think that for me, <laughs> for me, I mean, I just fell in love with it. I, you know, I for me, map. it has aspects of all three of the past maps in it. It has the same kind of rocks that you have Kings Canyon. It has some of the vibrant colors from the 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 plants and vegetation from Olympus. Um, it has even some of the what I think are the elevation aspects from World's Edge that I really like. Um, and even the buildings from like World's Edge, you kind of feel that here. And so, you know, great, great map, great job. It does feel bigger. It yeah. does feel like third parties are less unless you're unless you're facing an ash because third parties that I mean, her kit is designed for does. you to third party people. Yeah. Right. Well, with the third party thing real quick, I think the interesting thing is most of the past maps, if a gunfight happens on the other side, you know it. And the thing with this one is because there's so many canyons and those big rocks that like, unless you're in the same, I guess, sub zone of the map, like you're not going to hear the gunfight. So third party is definitely a thing, but only in each kind of restrictive area, which I really mm -hmm. dig. Yeah. And like the, the, le the grass in some of these areas is so tall. You oh, can't yeah. even see a crouching like Watson, Lifeline, uh, Ash, Octane. Right. Like if they crouch, you can't see them, Wraith, every, you know. Can't see them all. So very, very cool. Uh, very, very beautifully aesthetic, pleasing map. Um, so also with the new map, we got new things, right? We have one jump tower that I've never hit yet. Yeah, um, I looked at it once. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's big. It's, it's, it definitely makes yeah. a statement on the map it's as a big meter. balloon. Oh, yeah, um, <laughs> and and that one is actually i think it's at high point it's at the very top of the map i don't i've that i would oh, be yeah, interested I've, to see how far you can go down the map uh on it oh, but it's very interesting but we did get gravity cannons so elmer what is your impression on the gravity cannons where you think the weaknesses and strengths might be do you like them better than you like jump towers i don't know I, I really, I really dig the gravity cannons. The thing I like the most is how many of them there are. Um, mm -hmm. it, it'd be one thing if, if they were very rare and in between, because there's the issue we talked about last episode, we were worried about of like people constantly putting Watson fences and caustic traps, which has happened, but I haven't ran into it very much, but with how many of these there are, like, it's so hard to cover all of them. So most people just don't worry. It's such a good way to get into a fight, get away from a fight um rotate with ring to get away from ring uh to go bring someone in it's just any chance we have to move around the map quicker i'm all for and i love these things i just mm -hmm. wish you could drive the vehicle through them for no yeah. reason at all yeah if you can eat a prowler you should be able to oh, yeah, drive yes absolutely <laughs> i still just throw a jump pad underneath it and fly for the moon but <laughs> what about you shrimply how do you feel about these gravity cannons oh man i love them is uh uh, a, a former, or I guess still massive Halo fan and player. I love me some man cannons. They're great. Because Ooh. it's one of those things, like, the moment you commit, you're, you're committed, bud. You can go a little to the left or a little to the right, but you're committed. If anyone knows where you're coming from, you're going to have a bad time when you land. You're going to be turned around and go, send me back, send me back, send me back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think my favorite thing is, is that it's a forward movement. No matter which way you take it, you yeah. know, with uh, with uh, jump towers, it is a forward movement, but it takes 20 seconds to get to be able to do a forward movement. Right. And then I also love the back and forth action. Right. It does. They do make you go to a specific point unless you tap strafe. Of course, that's throwing you a little bit off of uh, 
off the way of the path. But, uh, you know, it does allow you to come back if you need to. And so some interesting fights have, I've already been in some interesting fights there. Um, I've already seen plenty of Watson fences at the end of these gravity cannons. It's, it's definitely something very interesting and, and we'll see more how these play out. But if anything, they help you get out of ring quicker. They help you get back in. They help you escape from teams. Uh, you can camp them if you want KP, you know, a lot of different things here. And I think that they've, it's a it's perfect for this map being so big and um and uh add, adding that and then having the tridents there and having the scan beacons and all that just adds to being able to navigate and rotate appropriately with your team making the correct decisions you need um the quickest way possible so with that you know talking talking about yeeting prowlers and all of that kind of stuff how have you guys liked the PVE content. Let's go ahead and start with spiders first. Spiders, uh, of course, when they attack you, is they can get up and they can kind of bite you, I think, but they also shoot webs at you. So they have distance and they have close proximity attacks. And so, of course, these ones only enter the battlefield if you shoot the sacks, right? That's the only way, or the eggs or whatever you want to call eggs. them. You could have said eggs and you chose sacks. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. man yeah, wants a yeah. clean podcast not the instrument us. not the instrument he's, folks he's giving us the business uh, <laughs> so dr shrimply how do you feel about the spiders i love them so there's something that i re- like a lot of people go oh but we need it if you're gonna do it you need to do the prowlers you just like the flyers take too long and they're harder to hit because they're always stupid far away the prowlers suck all right that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> prowlers suck as, as Elmer said multiple times, you know, it'd be really great if we stopped fighting prowlers for 20 minutes and started focusing on the win because we're getting trapped in a massive fight with prowlers. But the spiders are easy because it takes usually one grenade. If you do it right, you have one person shoot all the eggs and then you have the other two just wipe them. So whoever has the most armor doesn't touch them, just pops the eggs and just sits there. The other two wipe everything out and you're done. Usually takes a few seconds. I treat it like a normal fight, 10 to 13 seconds. If it takes longer than that, you're messing up. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And uh, Fud, what do you think? What do you think about all this yeah. PVE? No, I mean, same thing, you know, the with the spiders is uh, exact same point. The fact you can choose to engage with them um, and really the, I reading the smart loot thing sounded really interesting. I was wondering how it would work and it works perfectly. I can't tell how many times I've been like, God, I just need a su- Oh, there it is. Killed a spider. I wish I had some <laughs> more. Amp- oh, there it is. Killed a spider. Like it yeah. gives me exactly what I need for killing spiders. It's so nice, especially like rotating with zone quickly, like shoot a couple spiders. I grab what I need to move into the next fight or it's just, it always gives you what you need. I really dig it. Uh, but I'm in the, obviously I'm horrible arachnophobia. So it's terrifying, but I literally <laughs> to get to set them on fire. So I life is good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm about, man, I have arachnophobia too. That's why I like killing the spiders. It makes me feel yeah, good. I'm like, this is therapeutic. <laughs> so, you know, I was, I was watching Lulu lovely the other day and she was talking about the prowler specifically spiders, I think are balanced. They're great. I think they add, um, you know, the ability to gain shields, the ability to get crafting materials, the ability to get your ammo, your sights, your attachments. Great. Um, the flyers, same thing. Flyers are something we're used to. They don't attack you. They really didn't change much about the flyers, which is a really, really good thing. Other than the fact there's a lot of them. Um, now the one thing I did hear from Lulu was the uh, ability for a prowler to knock down a door that you've closed in a building and the ability to just kind of like always just keep chasing you. Right. So they can literally climb to the roof. 
Yeah, yeah it's so it's ridiculous. These things do not stop. And so I definitely, I think that I don't think a prowler should be knocking down buildings. I think that, you know, one, it, you know, a, a building door, whenever you're facing another team is an obstacle for them to have to go through. Right. Yeah. I think the same thing is for the prowlers, except for, I don't think that they should be able to get into those buildings to get to you. I, I think that the building should be off limits. Um, I also, I, I don't know about like the climbing ability, but I honestly would be okay with it if it was only on the ground. And so that way, if you wanted to farm prowlers, you could make sure that you're on the high ground on a building and farm them that way, farm them from a safe distance. Because right now, whenever you're in the, in, in any, anywhere with prowlers, you're not safe. You're no, not no, safe no, at no. all. There's so many of them constantly. And that one roams, that first one roams. He's like, oh yeah, I can smell him. Where's he hiding? <laughs> and then like his 10 buddies show up after you kill him because he got off on you. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm touching him. And he touches the butt. And he's oh, like, no. <laughs> yeah, and then it's five prowler. <laughs> and his five buddies show up, beat the crap out of you and your team. So you're trying to fight them, survive. And third party rolls in. They're like, oh, look at these oh, three man. kills idiots and just smokes yeah. you out and you're just like Great. <laughs> so so i think that that's you know that was a good suggestion by lulu there to just don't let them knock down doors give them a kind of like a a, a radius or a, i think it's right a, a diameter or something radius diameter diameter mm-hmm. radius is half of the diameter come it's on garrett you yeah. did good you did good all right uh, yeah so a diameter that they can't get out of right like rhombus you, you, or you know. don't unless you engage them. Like my thing is, is they're supposed to be a defensive thing, which I, I equate to them as pit bulls. The moment you enter where you're not supposed to belong, I also help raise pit bulls as a kid. So that's why I use them because yeah. they're Mr. great. They're Blind. very, yeah. very defensive creatures. They will defend what they have to their dying breath, and that's how I thought the prowlers were supposed to be. But nah, man, as soon as they get some legend smell in the air, they just come right at you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And, you know, with that, that's kind of like your biggest parts of Stormpoint, right? We've talked about the elevation. We've talked about the, you know, of course, there's, we could talk about the chokes. But I definitely want to leave that for an episode where we strictly oh, yeah, just talk sure. about chokes. Like the chokes on this Mommy. map are, are, are designed very, very well. Oh, yeah. I, I think so. Uh, you know, what, you know, PVE content. Uh, ability for movement, the the way the map looks, the way the map feels, all great job here, Respawn. Beautiful job. Um, and I cannot wait to continue to learn it and continue to play on it. So with that, let's go ahead and move into the car SMG. The car SMG deals 20 to the head. It deals 13 to the body and 10 <laughs> to the limbs. Elmer Fudd, are you okay there? You all Are you all there right now? I have now? my hand raised. Go ahead, man. What's up? Oh, no, I just wanted to, I just want to mention real quick with the Prowlers is um, uh, one of my favorite things with them is actually is there's an unnamed POI on the map that us as a community, no matter who you play with, everyone calls it Jurassic Park. Mm. Oh, and I yeah. really like the Prowlers are annoying on every part of the map, but I thoroughly enjoy that they take this area that's fenced in. You have to come through the big gates to get to it. I enjoy having a part of the map where before you go in there, you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Good luck, everybody. Hold on to your butts, you know. And mm. you know, anything can happen once you go in that gate. Always fights going on there. Prowlers running every which direction. There's a respawn beacon in the middle of all the nests. I just want to point like out that bins. the rest of the map, I hate the prowlers. They are annoying. But I love having a part of the map that's like so PVE oriented that you're like, I I'm terrified to go in there, but I have to, and I dig that. Yeah, and if if you don't know what he's talking about, this is the little area. 
that is northwest of uh, Antenna. And basically, the Jurassic Park has been actually more, has been called more than that area. It's actually like Cascade Falls, the mill, uh, out, going in from Barometer, Antenna, Stormcatcher, in between that and Command Center. Like all of this area is just full of prowlers. Yeah. Was that specific fenced in with gates and you just know mm -hmm. the grass is a different color. That's where the long grass is. You know, it's, it's terrifying in there and I love it. Yeah. So if you know, definitely a great, but it is a great spot, right? If you're, Oh yeah. You know, it's a, it's fenced in. You can tell when teams are beginning to push you, you can hear the doors and you can get loot from the prowlers and, and level up them shields, you know, and there's, and there's a couple buildings in there that if you do have the Watson, the cost that you can kind of bunker in there and then get, get the farm that way right yeah so fun fact the tops of those fences are electrified and if you touch them as a valk or someone else they will damage you oh i did not i that. died to one of those because i didn't know that i went to fly over it and i didn't gauge my fuel right and i just slammed into it took 20 damage hit the ground and got lit up by a team oh well yeah, that's so fun to know just, yeah <laughs> just thought i would let y'all know if you like to play right, not touching that get mentioned i yeah. knew that I knew that you couldn't ash portal over them, but I didn't know that. So yeah, fun fact for all you Valk players there. out there, right? And uh, Colt Deepin. Colt Demon, if you're listening, you're one of our listeners and one of our guys in the Discord. I know that you play some Valk, so make sure you don't fly into some electrified fences there, buddy. Um, but what better gun, right, to push these areas with than the car SMG, right? <laughs> You like my segue there, boys. Love like that. It. That thing is a right? bullet hose. <laughs> and like I said earlier, it deals 20 to the head, 13 to the body, and 10 to the limbs. So we were a little off of it being in between the R99 and the R301 um, because I think it almost has the exact same damage as the R99. So, um, you know, some fun facts about that, of course, is that damage. But then without any mags, right, without any mags at all, you can do a 260 damage to the body without any max. So if you hit every thing, single shot, oh yeah. yeah, every single shot right there in the body, it takes 13, the body huge. Right. Um, so with, you know, some of the things that it of course has is the ability to use multiple ammo types and multiple different kind of mags. Let's say you have a blue heavy mag and you find a gold light mag, you switch. There's no difference between, you know, what you did, right? Um, the same thing with, uh, ammo, you know, you can shoot both light and heavy ammo, and whenever you, the coolest thing I thought is that whenever you uh, run out of one ammo completely, it automatically switches you to the next one. So you don't even have to think about the fact that it exists, uh, which is really, really cool. So how have you liked it, Elmer, um, using these multiple ammo mm. types with the car? Do you think that's something that we need more of in the game? What do you think? Brother, this is single-handedly one of the greatest things that have been added to this game. I... F word, love this gun. We go with it. We go with it. You love this gun. One, it is the most satisfying sound in the in sounding gun in the game. No gun sounds as crisp as the car does. Mm. Oh my God, it's another level. But the ability in your squad to just go with the flow of whatever everyone else is using. Someone else picks up a 301 and they're like, God, I just need a bunch of light ammo. I had a flat line. I've got a bunch of heavy. You can just go here, take all my extra light. Give me all that heavy boom, switch the ammo type. You're good to go. Beautiful. And like you mentioned, being able to find attachments for any, you know, heavy or light and just use it on the weapon. 
and, and just run up to a box and switch out anything you need to just keep on the run is so good. And it's not like it's a really good gun. But again, like like Ash, I don't think it's it's OP at all. It's you know, it doesn't shoot as fast as the R99. So the time to kill isn't there. Um, it doesn't have the range of the 301, but it's right there in the middle, which is exactly where I am because I suck with the 99. So the cars for me. So, yeah. What that, do you think, doctor? So so two things. Technically speaking, the car does not auto switch. So if you're shooting and run out of ammo, but you don't shoot again, it won't it won't swap ammo types. It will only do it if you pull the trigger or hit the button. So hmm. technically, it's not automatic. I figured that out the hard way. Well, I was I shooting it, was it stopped. Yeah, well, like it is. Like, so like if you're shooting, empty the last clip of light and pull the trigger again to start shooting, it'll click and auto switch the types. But if you don't do that like I didn't in the middle of a fight and you dump a clip into somebody and miss a bunch of shots because you suck like me. <laughs> yeah, then, yeah. Uh, I know that. Game. Then uh, I auto swap to my flatline, dun, 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 miss some more shots because I am the whiff master when I need to come in clutch and go to swap guns again. And it wasn't ready. I had to hit the button and it had to reload. And I was like, oh, you lied to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm totally down for this ammo, multiple ammo types. And I, I all I would be doing is reiterating what you guys have already said. I love the ability to be able to have three different types of ammo in my backpack at all times be able to quick swap into a different gun if I want to. You know, a lot of times I'm running the car and then I'm like, man, I really, especially if I pick up a digi threat, I want to switch to the R99. I can because I have the ammo for it. So it's yeah. beautiful. It's great. Um, I want to see if you guys agree with me on this. I believe that the car is best at short range, not long range or medium range, but I am, I am in, I think in close proximity is where it's the best at. What do you guys think? Dr. Shrimpley. Um, so I agree, but slightly disagree, but I also use the R9 at mid range mm. when I'm able to hit my shots. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so the car actually has, from what I understand, it's supposed to have the fastest TTK in the game. Time to kill. Yep. Um, yeah, it doesn't I think so. shoot as fast, so it, it can't rack up like technically like in bursts, it can't rack up as much. So close range, I'm still going to take the R9 cause it's insane. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as like mid to short, I love having it, especially if you have like a sniper rifle or something. Or mm. uh, in your case, Geo, the triple take master. Heck yeah, boy. I think that yeah. it pairs so well with the triple take. It is so perfect because you just bam, bam, bam. They hit mid range. You swap if you if you're like me and run the the uh, the two by four on the triple take. They get a little close. You swap it to the two. Bam, bam, and then they get just like right as they start reaching that like just slightly under mid range, you know, like where it goes from close to mid. Like once they get there, I swap to the car, start dumping bullets. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, Fud, do you like it at long, medium or short range? I love it at sniper distance. Really? It, uh, <laughs> <laughs> whiffing shots, baby. <laughs> What's yeah. a triple take anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, car. iron sights, sniper range all day, every day, man. It's, it's best nothing, iron sights you know? in the game though. Yeah. Like legitimate oh, iron sights, no. not counting the digital, like funny. like uh, the Volton stuff. I think it has the best iron sights in the it's, game. Yeah, I really like it medium short range. If it's really short range, it's like the Volt is still my favorite. But mm. short medium range, you, usually I've been actually for the first time, like this season has been like Sentinel Town for me. 
Like I am loving the Sentinel this season, which I usually don't. So usually for me, it's been the Sentinel in the car and just like, any range is happening. I'm good to go. I love it. Yeah. Welcome to yeah, man. Baby. <laughs> the one thing I can say about respawn and, and apex this, this season specifically is that both the new character, the new map and the car SMG, they all feel balanced. They all yes. feel like they have their place. They all feel like it's, it's all kind of like this, you know, this perfect um, quilt, as you would say with many parts, right? It's, it looks great. Um, and so the, the one question, of course, well, you know, I think you guys have almost answered this already, you know, the, with it being really good, that mid to short range with the R99 versus picking that up or the R99, I think we all could say that the R99, as far as, you know, close proximity feels still better than the car, right. As far as, you know, whenever you're up close and the vault, right. We can say the vault as well. And then the 301, I definitely think um is better at the longer range um but i really still like the fact that you still kind of get a g7 scout feel whenever you use a single fire on the r301 yeah so i think it's perfectly fine for that um of course you know it can't replace the g7 scout but you know I mean, if we look at all right three now. of those guns yeah it has <laughs> yeah. to because um you know who some plays the ding g7 dong scout put it well no some ding dong put it in the freaking care package I'm going to punch yeah. that guy in the shins. <laughs> I love the G7. Um, uh, yeah, the guys at third party, I think one of them, either Henry or Shea, really loves that gun. And it was fun hearing them talk about it on their latest podcast. So go check that out. Um, Eight days so- since the last thing to G7. I'm floor <laughs> loot. <laughs> 20 days, 30 days. Oh, wait, we're, we're here in year 10 and the G7 scout is still. (laughs) How good it is, man. That thing can stay there. But at the same time, I would like to have it back. It's great. I I like it it up a couple times and I'm like, yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, It's really good. Um, so let's go ahead and move into rank changes. I'm actually not going to read these out. I think this is all you. I don't do ranked. Good luck. if, If you want to figure more out about that, you can go check it out. Um, but I did want to give you the max amount of points that you can get in each level, right? So if you're in pred or master, the only, the max amount of points that you can get is 215 per game. You cannot get more than that. Um, in diamond, you can only get 227 in plat. You can only get 239 in gold, 251 in silver, 263. And then in bronze, a whopping 275. I know that kill points can only be maxed out at 175. And of course, what they've done here is they've added in tiers, uh, based upon who you've killed and what, uh, the tier difference is, uh, between you and them. So, you know, like, Basically, the way they said is to expand on this point, the tier differences between the killer and the victim we take into account when calculating the baseline kill point value. If a plat player kills a diamond player, that that kill counts as 12 instead of 10, right? So they took 10 and then they minus some off of it if you killed somebody that was lower than you or plus it if you killed somebody that was higher than you. And then, of course, your placement points, 10, 15, 10, 5, 2, Um, And so what this has actually resulted in is a bunch of tables. And so I'm going to give you a link in the description from Ninjaro via IMGUR.com, Imgur.com. And basically, sorry. (laughs) Thank you, Stripley. That's what happened. Did you have a stroke? Yes, I did. This is barometer all over again. Oh, oh sorry, no. barometer, barometer, whatever he called it in that one episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> the barometer. 
<laughs> yeah, so I'm going to put a link in the description that has, uh, oh my gosh, I can't even think right now. It uh, has a bunch of uh, tables and charts that says, if you kill this kind of person, then you can get this many points if you kill, right? But of course, what I did was I covered those top scores that you can get in each game. And that's kind of where these charts end up. But it's a bunch of nonsense. And basically, what I would do is not even worry about kill points when it comes to ranked. Go for, uh, you know, of course, collect as many kills as you want. Um, but basically the thing you need to do is kill as many people as you can from as many different levels as you can. And that way you can just completely get all the kill points you want. And then of course place good and you'll get those as well. So I'll put that in the link in the description. The next thing I want to talk about was Watson. Watson's hitbox hmm. it, uh, was increased um, and the low profile was removed, which increased all incoming damage by 5% for all these small legends out there. So we are thankful that that has been removed. Um, the hitbox increase wasn't that significant, so it really hasn't made a very big difference in her being shot at. Um, there was a huge buff defenses, right? So get ready for all these buffs that you're about to hear. I'm it ready. has increased damage. It has increased debuff duration. It has increased recharge time, increased placement range, decreased delay between fences shutting off. The fence nodes can now be placed super duper fast. Oh my gosh! Well, right. so <laughs> it's well, yeah. I mean, if you can get it to actually place, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We saw key. some issues there. We have, um, which comes with any rework, right? There's going to be some issues somewhere, and somebody's found it, and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. And then, not only that, but the pylon was actually reworked. The number of active pylons can only be one now, right? It used to be mm -hmm. three. Um, the only thing this really affects is that her passive allowed you to stack ultimate cells in your backpack, right? Which what would happen is they would, you know, get their ult and then they would place it and then they would hit as many old excels as they could. And then they would be able to place a second one and the same thing, third one, because it would, you know, be able to set a perimeter around her. Um, now you can't do that. You only get one, but the pylon now lasts forever. But in, and instead of the 90 seconds and they did, do something that kind of balanced it out. So you can only receive 250 shields. So two full reds worth of shields is what you can receive from the pylon now instead of an infinite amount. And the recharge rate, it was increased by 150%. And all I can say is that by the time that you would finish a full med kit, your shields are going to be almost either three fourths away full or completely full by the time you get it off. Oh, it's so so good. it is so good. It needed that so bad. The old version was like, well, I, I might as well just pop a battery. This isn't worth it. All it was was a troll to your own team. I'm going to throw a <laughs> grenade. No, you're not. <laughs> yeah. So, and then, and that exactly leads me into the ordinance issues that were fixed, right? It now detects one or, or any ordinance from any surface within range and line of sight of the pylon. So you've gotten all your stuff here that we just threw out to you. It was a lot of stuff. I think what I saw was Watson alone had eight different buffs that was applied to her this season. Um, so huge rework. So Elmer, have you played with any Watson on your team? Have you played against any Watsons? Is she viable? Would she, would you rather play her solo queue or with a team only i've heard a lot of people say that they would not like to solo queue with her because a lot of teams don't play along with him right so how That's do you true. feel about watson this season how do you feel yeah first and foremost with the solo queuing i definitely wouldn't solo queue watson a lot of teams are running again because Ash is new they're all running that so everyone wants to push these fights and that's not really watson's strong point right now um but yeah i've played with a couple 
And really that ultimate is clutch getting in fights where you can just like kind of by the time you circle around it to get back to the door to keep shooting, you've got half shields back and you're good to keep Mm -hmm. going, which is great. Um, And then knowing that defenses hurt a lot more, like I'm I'm more hesitant to go through because before you'd be like, well, I can handle it. You just fly through. No worries. So it's definitely brought a, a fear factor Mm -hmm. to it where you see, you see the red fences in the distance. You're like, Oh no, here we go. Um, but yeah, I, I've definitely run into the fact of trying to place them down. Doesn't work the first few times. So you're sitting there clicking the button over and over and over and over again. But once you do, I mean, the range you can get is amazing. Once they start going, how quickly you can place them is awesome. Yeah. It's she's needed that. I've not run into a Watson in a long time before this. I mean, I've ran into them, but not very often at all. And now I'm, I'm seeing them a lot and that's what you want to see. It's a game full of legends. You want them all to be viable in some way or another. Absolutely. Shrimply, what do you think, man? How, how do you feel about Watson this season? Uh, is she viable? Do you think you're going to see her in pro play? I know that me and you do the LGS episodes. I'm curious. And do you think we're going to see her more in pro play? So I, I don't think we're going to see her much in pro play, at least not yet. I, don't, I think we will see her when she comes into Storm Point. And again, I have some comp things later to tell you about with her that people have not used quite yet. But I got with a teammate, well, with a, a random, and it was actually p- pretty disgusting. Um, but I really like the buffs that they gave her. I, I still feel like she needs a little bit more, and I think it's mostly just because those it's hard to place those fences. Mm. And it just it, it seems like once they get that fixed, maybe then they can find like other like legitimate ways to buff her, but I think they need to get that fixed first so that she can be more consistent. Yeah, yeah. I think I think overall the rework has made her be be viable. Of course, I think before now she wasn't, I think she was just kind of like a troll to have on your team is like, Hey guys, I'll be here, but I'm not here. So it's, it's, you know, it's cool. It's kind of like it's, you're just a two stack and a three stack. Um, you know, that's what I kind of felt with her, um, before, you know, one of the cool things I really like about her kit and a lot about her passive, um, is that she does regen shields after not taking damage for so long. It's very, very slow, um, it's, that's the reason you don't hear much about it because it's less than like what octane sees is health regen, but it is there. Um, of course, another one of her passes is a spark of genius and she can place down, uh, fences faster when her ult is there. Uh, so, I mean, overall, I think that they have made her comparable to that of caustic, right? I think she's yeah. about as viable as caustic. I think that that's if you're holding point. in a building, if you're wanting to keep people out, you have that. I think that, of course, you know, just like Caustic can place barrels at the bottom of a gravity cannon, you can almost expect that almost every gravity cannon where Watson has ran by it, they're going to place a, a fence to get some damage points there. They're going to. It's going to happen. Um, I overall feel great about her. And I think that the way that they balanced her out by only allowing her to give 250 shields was huge. Um, and, and the you know, I think that the ordinance fixes and all of that just has caused her to be brought back in the picture. You know, I, I went on YouTube today to just kind of get a little bit of thought whenever I was writing these notes and um, you know, there's like over like 20 Watson guides now for just for season 11 on YouTube. So if you want to learn about Watson and how to play her, I'm not your guy. I don't even think these other two guys in here play Watson that much, but you know, definitely go and check and out. I don't even have her unlocked. Them. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a defensive, like passive guy. So it, 
and I don't play well with Watsons. That's the reason, you know, whenever I think of using her in solo queue, it's just not going to happen because a lot of people are not going to play well with her. But if you do have that team that's willing to fortify, willing to um, take a step back, look at, you know, look at the area around them, where should we set up for the final ring kind of thing? Watson is your girl. So why don't we go ahead and move into our final area of this section uh, about the guns. Well, we actually have one more section of that, just caught, talking about the little bitty patch notes that we have. But let's talk about all these gun changes, right? So we saw the hop-up, uh, new hop-up called Dual Shell, which allows you to have two rounds in the Massive and 30-30 instead of loading one. Um, we saw the EVA 8 damage get decreased by 0.1. Holy crap. Uh, we saw the Peacekeeper. This, that adds up, brother. <laughs> it does, but like it's Do still. You know how many callouts I've heard? He's 0.1. He's 0.1. <laughs> <laughs> if you just had that 0.1, you'd be My solid. favorite. He's one. He's one what? He's 0.1. He's 0.1. <laughs> Uh, the the peacekeeper got an increased pellet size and the choke time uh, decreased. The longboat got five damage taken off. The L star mm. got some nerfs, which was much needed by reducing the barrel effectiveness, the projectile collision size, and took the damage down by one point. The G7, of course, got moved to the care package rip, um, but did get an increased damage from 34 to 36, and the double tap was added permanently on the weapon i think that you can switch to the single fire as well but the double tap is there for anyone who actually likes that thing um i yeah i, I don't really that much uh but Root the most important again, i swear <laughs> the, the, the most important change in the weapon meta for season 11 was the addition of the triple take back down to the ground loot the best uh, it shotgun. was into a marksman weapon nonetheless yeah it got changed to a marksman weapon it's charge time when ads is now from 11 to 8 it's increased mag size with uh 27 ammo for purple right you can go do the math for the other ones but 27 for purple um the only other kind of nerf that you saw was the ammo consumed and required per shot is three so you have to have three bullets to do a shot but overall, this gun has taken Apex by storm again. Yes. I mean, last season it was nowhere. Well, of course, the you know the the loot drops weren't as vast as you know as many as this season. We we saw that they increased the loot drops, and you do see them a lot more. You see a lot more alternators. You see you even see a lot of triple or a lot of uh, G seven scouts. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, you know, well done. Well done. The triple day. <laughs> Yes, yes, feel the hate. I'm gonna let it cap him. <laughs> let the hate grow within you. What if you want me, bro? What if you want as me? I, hey, hey, Rust as long right as now. I will say this crazy, you know, crazy in our Discord came out and said, Geo, I can't wait to see what you do with this thing. And let me tell you, crazy, I have lived up to your expectations. You know, every time that I play with Elmer Fudd, every time I play with anybody else. I asked for the triple take and the job mm -hmm. gets done. The job does get done. I'm telling you what it's nasty. So with that, what is y'all's favorite gun to use so far in season 11? We've had plenty of changes. And of course there's some more patch notes. Let me go ahead and cover them real quick before we ask this question. So the triple take since launch of season 11, uh, the headshot multiplier was reduced by, uh, I think from two to 1.75, which was not significant at all. It really didn't do too much for it. The EVA per shot damage reduced down to six. 
So a little bit more nerf. The G7 Scout ammo reserves increased to 140 and the headshot multiplier increased to two. So let's go ahead and make this care package gun a little bit stronger. They removed double uh, tap hop up from crafting. They removed a kill trigger that covered some holes where players could fall underneath the map. And they re-enabled yeah. the fire range for third person Easter eggs. So yeah, so interesting stuff there. But with that, what do you guys consider your favorite gun to be for season 11 Elmer Fudd? Yeah, uh, so out of this list, I think the biggest thing that a lot of people aren't really paying attention to, and once I paid attention to it is completely my microphone just updated itself for some reason. That sucks. Sorry about <laughs> that. Um, the Peacekeeper, right? It has been notoriously horrible in my book mm -hmm. for season after season after season. Seven damage, seven damage, seven damage, seven damage, seven damage. I'm out of here. Seven. Get it out of <laughs> me. So this update, I'm almost, it's, I'm having ze season zero flashbacks. I'm running around with a wingman and a peacekeeper now all oh, the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's so peacekeeper, man. You just get it lined up. Bam, 75. Bam, 118. Bam, 75. Dropped dead. Bye. Next. The second I really paid attention to this specific note, which was like two days ago, and I've been purposely picking up the peacekeeper constantly. Well, that was a fun sentence to say. Um, dude, <laughs> it's just everything's dead all the time, and it's so satisfying. I forgot how great that gun is. And the Mastiff feels awful all of a sudden now. What? If that's just me, I what? hate the Mastiff. Mastiff sucks. Mastiff is garbage, dude. I mean, I use it. Oh, no. Mastiff is like but... four damage every time you pull it. Dude, I was point blank while going up a zip line behind someone. It was Gibraltar. Point blank. <laughs> bam, 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 bam. It did like eight damage every shot. I'm like, my entire screen is his gluteus maximus. <laughs> so, uh, like, I just don't know, man. But yeah, Peacekeeper. Oh, no. Mwah. Uh, the longbow decrease really hurt me because the longbow was my baby. And I think that's probably why I've been picking up the Sentinel a ton, and I've really enjoyed it. Oh, man, Sentinel's yeah. so good. Car, SMG, obviously, the um, because of the longbow change, the Sentinel and the Peacekeeper. Seriously, if you're not picking up that Peacekeeper now, do it. It's so mean. You're, you're absolutely right. And uh, Dr. Shrimpley, what about you, man? How do you feel? Well, you see here, kids, in the long history of me playing since Season 9, um, <laughs> The PK was a piece of garbage. Yeah. Uh, I would pick it up and be upset that it was the only gun and go, actually, where's the Mosey at, please? At least I can mm -hmm. hit something and do damage. But now let me tell you, I take it and a car SMG and uh, a whole lot of people are about to become a statistic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, and that's, that's it. You give me a car <laughs> with a stock on it. Heck, if you give me one with a purple stock, that thing reloads so fast. Half the time, I don't even use the PK unless I'm just like, you know what? If I get one solid shot, this kid's going to a forever sleep. And just... Man, <laughs> Man yeah. I'm going to say... I'm going to say triple take. We all oh, know really? coming. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Oh. Tell us some more. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> the triple take is definitely my again, favorite. Feels like season zero again. <laughs> favorite weapon. Now, like if we're talking about composition, like what I would like to have in hand, triple take goes, at, it goes ahead and takes out um, needing a shotgun. You don't need a shotgun. You have no, both long range and shotgun. Um, so if I was going to choose two guns, to have together, that would be the R99 and the triple take. R99 would have to have a uh, H1 or a, a HCOG1, whatever site, and or a Digi Threat. Um, and if not that, then I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up the R301, and then lastly the car would be my choices. 
Um, but what the hell? Yeah, car is like I, I go R nine nine R three hundred one and car. <laughs> Apparently, a one brain cell. Mister We're an hour and twenty something minutes in, and I can tell you what: the last hour and twenty minutes in, I have never been so thankful to have two of the coolest guys to do this podcast with. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm going to give you some love right now about an hour and a half in. Man, you guys are so great. You guys have broke me tonight. You are not changing the subject right now. I know what you're up to. You call me out on my crap, buddy. I know what you're up to. Your beard tonight looks freaking fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, uh uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And And your eyes look like poor shotgun decisions. And let's just say that the amount of times that I didn't get to win marbles last night on your Twitch stream sucked. (laughs) (laughs) But the one time I did get the win, I showed everybody exactly what broadcast is here to do. And let's take the dub, baby. And with that, let's go ahead and move on to the next subject there. (laughs) Of course. Why don't we go ahead and hear, I want to hear Elmer Fudd's opinion on loot distribution in this map. Because I know at the very beginning when you were dropping this map, Fudd, you thought this map didn't have loot. And I think since then you've learned a little bit about some areas or something like that. So I kind of want to get your thoughts on that as we close out the patch notes section of this um, podcast. Gio was a simp. Got it. (laughs) As long as he's simping for me, it's all good. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So when we first were launching, I had a lot of those wonderful RNG moments we have, right? Where you land and you get eight scopes and three grenades. Um, and as time has gone on, I've learned some, one of my favorite parts of this map, actually, there's a lot of like secret, small little caves that no one lands at that are full of, of, uh, these loot chests that are just full of blue and purple armor, every gun you can imagine. Like if you know where to land, you're good to go. I have a rotation that I'm not going to say here on the podcast, but you land there and you always come out (laughs) with the gun you want purple shields you rotate into somewhere where people are always fighting you third party that s word and you win every (laughs) single game and it is so much fun so yeah i really enjoy there's there's specific parts of the map that you know if you go to it it wouldn't be that area between sonote cave and the mill right that definitely not Oh man, that's like i heard there was a little bit of area up north uh northwest of sonote cave where there's nope, these little bitty, uh, little bitty loot bins nope, in there. Never heard of it, Gio. I, I dropped there the other day. Gio, and got, never. I, how, uh, wink, wink. Hint, hint. Gold nudge, shields and purple armor. Gold shields and purple It's not there. Are there spiders Focus there too? Don't go to uh, that part of the map. It doesn't, yeah, spiders nope. and a trident. Gio, stop talking. <laughs> hey, I'm helping out the listeners, buddy. Oh. No, I might be fighting the listeners. Give me all I can. They're better. Oh, no, we're going to dominate the listeners. Look, if you're out there and you're deciding, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to jump into ranked when I see these boys online. Just know. Oh, you won't see me in there then. You're yeah, you will. The you broadcast ranked, boys guys. will be back for more wins. Okay? We mm-hmm. got to do it together. We're going to get to a solid silver together. <laughs> Yeah, and so now that we've touched every inch of this map, I hate right? you, Gio. <laughs> now, so now that we've touched every inch of this oh, map, what a classic uh, Mastiff user! <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, at Triple Take um, replaces God, the Mastiff like in mine. So, yeah. Oh, God. thank you, thank you. May may all of your parts be um, broken up um, as you play Ash and distributed <laughs> across the entire map, and you're dead, right? And uh, Loba, you know, Loba looks great. Uh, I can't say anything. Yeah, I'm a Revenant player, but I still think Loba is one of the best looking characters in any video game I've ever played. Um, So with that, you know, we've talked all about 
everything dealing with Stormpoint, all the different guns and things like that. One of the things that we wanted to touch on tonight was what are our opinions for the best team comps to win, right? We're going to topic two, Elmer Fudd. Why don't you go ahead and take us into this topic? Yeah. So this comp isn't amazing for Endgame, right? But it is one of the scariest comps. During the uh, dropping spicy tournament, uh, we ran into this geo where one of us was downed and mm-hmm. suddenly a uh, Loba bracelet came through one window of the building we were in and Ash portaled into another part. The Loba bracelet come through the top window. We had an Ash portal through the bottom window and then an Octane jump pad onto the roof and then dropped in where he needed to. And how quickly an entire team went from one building to in the middle of all of us while trying to revive was insane. Mm. And yeah, if your whole thing is just getting in through windows and fighting things and pushing the third party, that is such a good composition. People forget so much like how good that bracelet can be on Loba. Um, but yeah, end game, obviously Gibraltar's always there. Um, I still think Ash is great, great for end circle. Um, yeah, Ash and Gibraltar, anything else can fit in there. Maybe, maybe a bloodhound scan some people jump in there, but that's Mm. all you need. Really? I'm all about the rest of the game, killing people. End game (laughs) happens, whatever. I just want to murder everything that moves the rest of the time. Oh yeah. Um, and Shrimpley, what about you, buddy? All right. So I got two team comps that I've been kind of running a little bit. My first one is my, uh, unadulterated pure aggression. That is Ash, Rev, and Octane, or a Pathfinder swap. And I prefer the Octane, but I did get to run it with a Pathfinder, and it still works super well. Because if you have a really good Pathfinder, that's way scarier, because then you don't have all the loud noises from the jump pad now, Mm -hmm. which to me is way louder. God, I hear that coming. I'm just like, ooh, more victims. (laughs) But it is terrifying. I happened to be in a ranked game the other day where I got that comp, and it was nasty. It was just a third party. You got it. I'm like, hey, there's some people that died over here. And it sounds like they're still fighting. And, just <laughs> and you're just booking it. <laughs> just you, you you giant zip line across into a pad. And then you follow the ash into it to make sure that when she pops the portal, all three of you just shoot out into one thing. So it's not one person and then two more. It's all three of you almost instantly out of a pad. Just <laughs> And you're right on top of the team. It's just like, man, I just just saw that he had nicer armor. <laughs> mm, <laughs> and it's yeah. about to get deleted, kid. And it's my nicer armor. And then mm. the other one, if you're really going for the win and not so much just like all out aggression, I got to do this comp because I had my Gibby teammate on. I was playing Bloodhound and we had a crypto. And you can swap out the Bloodhound for Ash if you want a bit more aggression. But if you want just knowledge, Bloodhound mixed with Crypto is insane. Oh, and, yeah. And Crypto mixed with Ash. Because they Bloodhound right now and Ash sort of fill the same role in this. Um, you can use his deals to scan the banner. Of course, Crypto's drone to scan the banner. And it, a lot of times, it's big, especially if, like, say you're going to move it with the Ash to check it. You can scan real quick to see if they're even nearby. So mm-hmm. you don't run up to that box and go, oh, yeah, dagger time! And then, you know, slapped (laughs) um but we use this to like ruthless effectiveness the crypto would go in scan the banner oh they're nearby you know two squads or whatever and then i would run out as bloodhound hit the scan find them and just 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 run at them and the gibby he happened to have was it was great because we would get out caught in the open you know there's no trees for like a second gibby don't you're fine 
you have cover yeah. everywhere. And I loved that setup so much. Yeah, man. Um, you know, I can I can kind of talk about almost the same stuff. I, I, I don't know about running crypto and bloodhound on the same team, but like you said, you can replace a uh crypto with kind of like an ash or or something like that. So for my two comps is to replace the usual Octane Gibby and Valk and the Wraith Gibby and Valk. I've of course brought in the Ash Gibby and Valk. And so mm-hmm. Ash, and so here's my my reasoning for it, right? If you have Ash and you have Valk on the same team, Valk, of course, is used to reposition, right? You can and and so the one thing about Valk and the one thing about Ash is they can kind of work off each other. Uh, one of the things we did in the Elmore Fudd tournament was instead of rotating due to map placement and the better placing better on map, we rotated according to Ash and scanning boxes, right? Um, that's exactly how we rotated. And so that led us to a crap ton more kills. And that's how, exactly mm-hmm. how me, Bert, and Elmer will be playing the next Dropping Spicy tournament rather than Hell playing yeah. replacement. Hell because yeah. we were all about the kills. Um, we we want to do that more than we did with, with with the tournament we just played in. But, you know, so using Valk's ability to be able to reposition anywhere on this map from high ground to low ground, from low ground to high ground, um, and reposition either for ring placement or reposition for the ash um, to collect the kills uh, to third party of the team. You know, a lot of these POIs have uh, multiple power positions in them. Um, some of them only have one or two power positions. You know, I'm thinking about barometer, you know, the, the barometer power position is that tower that's just South uh, East of it. Right. So uh, yeah, I got that right, boys. I got that right. I'm so it's proud not of you right meter. now. I'm proud of you, uh, So, you know, using Valk to rotate into these areas, huge. Uh, and, and whether you're rotating due to to the seeing where the somebody just died or seeing a ring, it's important. And then, of course, I picked Gibby because, you know, Gibby's starting to see a little bit more play. But, you know, with ALGS and how strong they make Gibby look, um, you know, if 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 you would have asked me a year ago, I would have picked Gibby because I didn't know anything about ALGS. I didn't know anything about comps and all that kind of stuff. But seeing him be as viable as he is, and the thing about this map, there is a lot of open area, a ton of open area in water, in grass, with prowlers all around, with spiders, with everything. There's a lot of open area. There's a lot of hills. There's a lot of going up hills. You know, Gibby's ability to use his ult to reposition, Gibby's ability to bubble out in these open areas to not take damage is huge. Um, so altogether, that composition, I think, works very, very well if you want to replace the Octane and Wraith with the Ash. The next one is for aggression. Um, you know, I, I mentioned on the Aegis podcast that, you know, I used Bloodhound when me and uh, Elmer Fudd and Burt teamed together, and I made it it felt made me feel like I, I couldn't be aggressive, but as long as you have an ash and a rev on your team, right? So we've done it. We've done it all a lot. I've done it a lot in the last week, ash rev combination totem. Then you ash old into a fight, into a third party, huge, huge. You know, you get, you get, you know, with Rev, you usually, you know, you'll all and then you'll start running towards the team. They'll melt you down with bullets and you automatically get sent back with Ash on your team. You don't have to worry about that. You're going to phase right to them. You're going to be put either. You can you can go and Ash into the power position that you'll have on the team. You can Ash into the building that they're in uh, with the Revel engaged. And then, you know, having that Bloodhound scan so that you know where you can at where you need to Ash um, phase into and rev 
ult before is huge, right? If you're a bloodhound, you scan for your team, rev that you see that there's three people uh, right in front of you, you know, oh, wait, we have rev ult, we have ash ult, you know where they're at, just pop in there and surprise them real quick, right? So huge, huge, aggressive love fest there between the three of them. Um, beautiful to see. So with that, you know, a love fest, about, you say. Yes, love. All, <laughs> you know, with with Ash and Rev's, uh, you know, with Ash and Rev's personalities on that team, you, there's cool. nothing but love, nothing so but good. love at so all. Good. Uh, you know, and I was just talking about the map, so that leads me into our final topic. So, Doctor Shrimpley, why don't you go ahead and take our topic? Favorite POIs on Stormpoint. Which ones are your top three favorite POIs? All right, so uh, I think me and you have. Uh, <clears throat> couple things that we uh, agree on you yes, know sir uh, the wall is probably my favorite place to land initially because so yeah, many FUD. people don't land there fud you know they don't land there so you can really get a nice <laughs> empty drop fud i'm telling Excuse you man me. fud if you could just fud if you just land there fud i'm telling you imagine it's how great much loot, cooler fud. it'd be blown up <laughs> that uh-huh. would be cooler. i really kind of want that to happen i'm not gonna lie heck yeah um, that would be cool but I also really like landing lightning rod because not a lot of people like to go there because every mm-hmm. time it hits, you is a quick second. You can't hear nothing. Yeah. yeah. But I kind of like it because it gives you that safety feature. But you have to be careful of third parties if you're not vigilant with the eyesight with them. Isaacs looking around, uh, you're going to miss mm. that third party because you won't probably oh, yeah. won't hear it coming. And if someone lands with you, lightning rods a really cool place to fight. I like how that's set up. It's such a movie, like cinematic fight, dude. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, headphone users. Nice, nice. No, that worked great. It sounded awesome. It sounded exactly how lightning rod sounds because you literally cannot talk to your teammates whenever that thing hits at all. Like you can't have teammates. It's just Thor saying hello. That's the only guy you get to talk to. Welcome. And then Bloodhound Welcome. feels at home when Thor speaks, right? Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Elmer, what's your top three, buddy? Uh, well, I think he only said two places, right? Oh, you did only say two. Do you have a third? Oh, I mean, oh crap. I didn't, I didn't even realize it was three, man. I can't read. I don't, uh, I think the barometer is definitely going to be your third there, buddy. I don't, what, who, who, (laughs) why would we do that when I definitely have that one spot Right above Ceno Cave. Where no, the you spiders don't. Are. No one has that spot. <laughs> Horrible place to land. No one should ever do that. Look in your hearts. Oh yeah, yeah. That is that that spot right there with the purple and gold armor at Whoa, any time and great hop up. To the great defensive structure too. It's so hard to get in, especially you know if you're you've yeah. got your Gibby and everything. Anyway, Gio, what are your favorites, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, fun. My favorite spots are the part right above Ceno. <laughs> 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 i had to do it no my favorite spots of course we know um, we've dropped there a lot together both of us uh, all three of us together anytime i play with you barometer and dropping that tower is huge power position oh, immediately the tower uh, the, is huge i think it's like three different doors uh three different uh, four different zip lines um, you can, you know, I've killed people going up and down zip lines. I've killed people trying to come into me. I've took third parties in there. Huge. It's, it's really cool. And then you can, I love the rotation out of it. You can go towards Shipfall. You can go towards Jurassic Park. Um, there's multiple launch cannons in that area. It's surrounded by water. So anybody pushing you is going to be moving slow through the water. 
huge area there. And then also, of course, it's got your scan beacon, uh, you know, overall great place to land. Loot there is freaking great because just just west of there is this place called Sonoke Cave. And uh, you know, <laughs> 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 north of that, just do north. What a great I'm gonna have to say. <laughs> then, then I'm gonna have to say lightning rod as well. I, I really enjoy landing there, and and the reason I enjoy landing there is because you can then decide at lightning rod to push up to either high point. You can go south to thunder watch and kind of have an overlook to stormcatcher to see the fights going on there because stormcatcher is one of the most popular places for early fights. Um, but the fa- my favorite thing to do is take the gravity launcher up to the backside of command center and fight from the backside of command center in. you already have the high ground in command center at the four, um, four, um, tethers or whatever for your zip, zip lines, lines going up there. And then you also have the launch cannon in command line. center. <laughs> yeah. And with, and with that, of course, my third one is the top of command center. We all know I love landing, not the butthole of command center, but the small the hole, <laughs> the, the small pool. hole, the mouth of command center, the small hope on the top with the launcher that the shoots over too close to the butthole. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Their physiology is incorrect. Oh, <laughs> I love landing there. Um, I love landing there because the loot's really good. You're already up on top. You can fight any team below in command center. And then you've got the spiders out there outside the door. So you can go ahead and get your ammo and your, you know, all that kind of good stuff uh, with the spiders there. So Fud, like why don't you go ahead right and tell us about. Cave? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. Fud, why don't you go ahead and tell us about Sinoke Cave? Episode three of BR Oddcast, everybody. <laughs> Where I'm Elmer Fudd. You, oh. <laughs> What's so, your top three? So my top, uh, my POI picks aren't necessarily where to land, just like that I really enjoy fighting at. Um, yeah. So one, the, obviously that tower barometer, I've had some of my favorite fights in mm. season 11 so, so far, good. been in that tower. I so have good. my craziest clip so far. I put it on TikTok everywhere. It was just naughty how many teams are running in a circle around us. Um, the mill, I love fighting at the mill. Yes. Um, I've had, I actually had a moment the other day where a teammate was down on the roof and the, the thatchery, right? The thatchness of the roof Mm. is such that when I was reviving my teammate, we disappeared into the thatchery and the enemy (laughs) team ran right past us. And I was like, and we got the revive up and stood straight up and just bam, blast them in the back with peacekeepers. Not the mastiff because we're not idiots um <laughs> that was a weird cough <laughs> man i feel a little bit about like horizon right now whenever yeah right right, right. right yeah. yeah but yeah so barometer the mill and honestly like the other day i got in some uh really fun fights at fish farms if you guys haven't been over there i had a landing and we had two other teams there and we all were just there's all those buildings on the outer rim of the beaches mm-hmm. and one team was just running while we were chasing them through just octane stimming, bouncing ash portals, going left and right Valk flying around. Like we were everything we could to keep up with them and diving through water and around and everything. And it was, it was just super fun. So yeah, Yeah. that's a really pretty area as well. So yeah, it's like fish farms barometer in the mill. I feel like fish farms is like the, the way swamps should be in Kings Canyon. Like I feel like like it is the swamps. Yeah. It's old school swamps. And it's definitely not, it's definitely a lot better, but like those in circle there, man, that's where oh, that's like rough. characters like Watson and caustic are huge, oh, yeah. man. Cause you have to get in one of those buildings. That's the only place you can be. Otherwise you're just in, in the middle of nowhere, hoping for the mm-hmm. best. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, that's where the triple take comes in handy as a uh, dome people. Um, After the dome, yeah. The other good shot. On of loot at the mill. Oh yeah. So much loot there. Man, so I love the meal. I've loved every fight. I mean, me, you, and Bert dropped the meal knowing that we were going to land on one side and then completely screw the other team on the other. So it was it great. It every time. Great yeah, you always know it's going to happen. Yeah, and then the rotations from there are huge. Checkpoints, nice. North pad's nice. That area just northwest of yeah, Snoke Cave just, is nice. Go, As we okay, go south, <laughs> southwest to this little area down right above Snoke Cave. That's going to bring us out of here, everyone. What to expect next time on broadcast? <laughs> We're expecting a legend tier. Oh. Hey, no, that is perfect fun. I think we've been here long enough. I think that we've delivered. We hope that we've delivered. We hope that we've given you some things to think about as you land at in the C-Note Cave spot. Yeah, and in Storm Point, <laughs> as you land, I hate you. <laughs> as you land at in Storm Point, no matter where you land, we've touched on every spot today. We've touched on the guns. We touched on the characters. Uh, so hopefully, we've been able to give you some information to make well-informed decisions as you play this map. And so, exactly what to expect next time on broadcast. I already have. The next three topics, we're going to be covering a Legends tier list, and that's requested by Bert, our one and only Patreon. So you should definitely become a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash BR underscore broadcast, where you can be a Patreon for as little as $1 a month, or you can be like Bert and be that $5 tier where you get to see the notes as I create them, comment on them, give me all kinds of things so, so I can talk about it and stuff like He's that. Traitor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then the number, the next, uh, the next topic we'll be covering next week is Pro Grads Apex Legends. A YouTube channel recently did how to pick your main. So we're going to be talking about how to pick your main. And then lastly, we will cover uh, the rotation on Storm Point and how to rotate in order to secure the win. And so after we do that, I will be definitely, we will definitely be doing some deep dives and some POIs. Um, I wanted to make sure I gave us some time on the map to learn some before we actually jumped into that. And with that, I would like to thank you all for listening. Make sure you visit our link tree at linktree forward slash BR underscore broadcast, where you will find our anchor link, our Twitter link, our discord link, our Twitch link, our Facebook link, our YouTube link. We are actually streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch as we are talking right now. All three of them at once. We are streaming live. And so you can catch us again in two weeks at on Wednesday. I forget. I don't even know what date it is. It'll be Wednesday, the 24th. Um, you'll catch us live at 10 PM on Twitch. Make sure you find us there or on our YouTube or on our uh, Facebook. Make sure you go there. Um, so of course, you know, you can find us on Linktree at BR underscore broadcast. You can find us on Twitter at BR underscore broadcast. You can find us on Instagram at BR dot broadcast. And then you can find us on YouTube and Facebook at broadcast and Apex Legends podcast. Make sure you go follow us there. Subscribe and all those good things. Elmer Fudd, why don't you go ahead and give us your social media? Absolutely, sir. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, all those places at Elmer Fudd Games. Double M. Double D. Double D. And make sure, hit me up on Origin, folks. That's Elmer Fudd, double M, double D once again. But that L is a one. Trust me. <laughs> the L's a one because he gets first place game. every time. Every time. I've won. <laughs> I haven't lost a single game season 11 yet. <laughs> no, uh, I, can, I, can, I can neither Don't you dare. deny or confirm <laughs> that, right, Elmer? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yep. Don't you dare. Me and Gio have won every game we've played. <laughs> We're the best you've ever seen. Blah, straight yeah. from the mouth of here. Imperial <laughs> 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 No, seriously, <laughs> I want to play with you guys. 
Yeah. In game. Let's play. That, yeah. IRL. I don't care. In game. Yeah, come meet <laughs> me at the house. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. A couple yeah, burgers. Yeah, we'll cook a couple burgers. We'll talk about how luxurious our or how luxury our beards are, and we'll talk about how they had our double chins and all kinds of great things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Dr. Shrebley, why don't you go ahead and give me your social media? Well, as everybody knows, I am Dr. Shrimply on pretty much everything. Origin, Steam, Twitch, Twitter, eventually YouTube one day when I learn how to edit and I'm not so dumb. Uh, Discord. <laughs> uh, I need to get those numbers so I can plug that. Um, but pretty much all the communities that we always mention in our podcast, you can find me as Dr. Shrimply. I'm willing to play with anybody of any skill level. I do not care. If you roll up and you're like, I don't play right. I'm like, that's fine. We'll play pubs. Don't care. Like, I just want to play some games. And Apex isn't the only thing I play either. You know, I play multitude of games. So you can find me everywhere. Yeah, definitely. And then you can find me on any of those broadcast links I just talked about earlier. Names. Just go there. Message that directly. I'm there. Um, but of course, where I'd love for you to come interact with me is on our Discord. And you can find me on Discord at geo number 4574. And then my origins tag is mash underscore geo, which I need to change now that I've left the mash network. Great guys, though. You should go check them out. Um, oh, wow. But also my my stream or yeah, Steam name really won't help you that much because there's like a million of us is just geo. So just find me in Discord. Email me or message me on these other platforms and then I will get you in a game with me. Um, and we will triple take people until they, um, don't want to even see the triple take in the game no more. And with that guys, why don't you go ahead and share and, sh- uh, review the show with your friends. Uh, you know, go to Apple podcasts, drop the five star, drop the, um, you know, the review and we will read it out here on the show. Next show, we will make sure to cover all those that have been dropped so far. But with that, we will see you next time. Thank you for joining us once again here on broadcast. Bye. Be safe. I love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Don't use the Mastiff. <laughs> see no cave. Yeah. <laughs> <Snow> <laughs> <Dave>. Bye. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>